0: A.J. Brown, six games in a row, 125-plus yards. I think that streak goes to seven. I think he has a big game here. I think he's going to be a phenomenal receiver. He's arguably the best receiver in football. I know Tyreek Hill started off hot, but A.J. Brown's right on his heels. He's catching up to him. So, And I don't think the defenses are going to just shut each other down. I think both teams are going to score. I'm interested to see, like I said, Dak, what he does against the Eagles in a late – for it's gonna be America's game of the week, probably on Fox. So, you know, that's gonna be all eyes are on this, and I'm gonna go Eagles 31 to 27 All about the Balls Podcast with Mark Davis, Chris Kameinhart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skarkless. Welcome to All About the Falls Podcast. I'm Mark Davis in the sack house with the Mount Door boys, Chris Gemeinhart and Luke Rule. It's an all Florida shoy, all Florida shoy boys. How are we doing, Chris, as the Saints are about to host Doc's team who's not here, the Chicago Bears. How are you feeling?
1: Might be the fucking most relaxed I felt going into a weekend, Mark, <laughs> honestly. I mean, yeah, I don't pretty much secure you. dub.
0: Falcons do have a, buy, a game against the Bears later in the year, so maybe I'll, I'll feel a little secure that later in the year, in December time. So, but yeah, no Doc. I think that's why he's not here. He didn't want to have to pick against the Bears. He didn't have to root for the Saints. So, no Doc.
1: Tonight. Understandable. Understandable.
0: And Luke, you have one of the biggest games of the week. Uh, second time in three weeks. This time playing against the Seattle Seahawks. Both teams. Well, you're six and two. They're five and two. Both teams first place in the division. Pete Carroll loves coming out to the West Coast. So, how how you feeling coming in this game? I'm sorry, the East Coast.
2: Uh, yeah, feeling good. I mean, it should be a pretty good game. Uh, I think. Uh, what they got the Ravens as six point favorites right now, so uh, yeah, I feel I
0: pretty it's good. A little, game. It's a little much to me, but I mean, I, I understand the Ravens are doing good this year. It's just it's a, it's a high I mean, it's a high point spread we, for two first place teams.
2: And uh, if we keep our offense rolling, i um, sh- should be good. Our our defense is pretty solid. One of the top defenses in the NFL, so.
0: And man, you would not believe if I told you this, Luke. Probably Chris, neither. So I had to defend the Ravens in a different chat. So this guy comes wow. out of nowhere and he says that the <laughs> Ravens defense is overrated. He didn't say the team. He said the defense. And I was like, I was like, I don't know what you're saying, dude. Like they're playing pretty good. I was like, I mean, yeah, they gave up some garbage points to the Cardinals, but he's like, yeah, that's the Cardinals. I was like, the Cardinals scores like well, so to the Cowboys. Like, yeah, every team has a bad game. Like, so then this was the Ravens bad game, right? He's like, well, the Bengals scored twenty four. I was like, no, they scored seventeen. One was a punt return, so that's not on the defense. That's on the special teams. And then he's like, well, Joe Burrow was hurt. I was like, so there's just an excuse no matter what the <laughs> Ravens do. I was like, if you just said the Ravens like whole team's overrated, maybe I can understand that. Yeah. Maybe I, I still don't trust the offense as much, but
2: mostly Cardinals points were in the fourth quarter, it's like when the yeah. game's pretty much done.
0: I backed y'all up though, because I was like, you guys said Philly had a shit schedule last year, and look what they did. They went to the Super Bowl. So I was like, they play who's in front of them. I respect the defense enough. It's always a good defense. So
2: Yeah, we should thing we're missing really is pass rush. Like, we're lacking in the pass rush area. We're look, we look pretty good.
0: You lead the league in sacks, though.
2: Yeah, we get there. Just <laughs> not always not always quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he also said like he expects Nick Bosa to have an 80% pressure rate, too. And I was just like, you guys are, like, ridiculous with your stats. Like, there's no way. Yeah. I don't care if Chevy's the highest-paid player. 80 percent's a lot of – that's a lot for a pass rusher. So, But Falcons boys playing against the Minnesota Vikings, not Desmond Ritter versus Kirk Cousins. Instead, it's going to be Taylor Heineke about fucking time versus Jaren Hall. So, two four and 4 teams facing off in the dirty ATL. Get Heineke breaking, versus
1: – Breaking news. Dobb's traded the Vikings.
0: Yeah, I know. I feel like he's been traded five times this week.
2: I haven't seen
0: that. I love how Doc came in super late. It was just like fucking breaking news. I'm like, yo, we talked about this ten hours ago. I don't know, don't know where you've been.
1: Doc lives in his own world sometimes.
0: God, he does. He
2: actually he
0: actually has to work, so he just can't be on his phone all day. So hey, I don't know. He was texting pretty early one of the one of these past couple of days. I think it was actually Halloween. He was texting. Hey,
1: I I've been working eight hour shifts. Oh, calm oh, down, now. So, calm down, now. So tough.
0: <laughs> hey, but real quick hey. before we go, how's, how's Halloween for you boys?
1: It was good. It was good. We What's had we had like <clears throat> we actually uh we actually didn't go out trick or treating. Parker is still still not really old enough to understand the whole aspect of it, and it was freezing cold. So ooh, ooh. we went, we went to a trunk, we went to trunk or treat. We brought her there <clears throat> the other day. Um, last night we had about uh, three kids come to the door, and then I told Paige turn the fucking light off. Done going to the door and handing out candy. So what's, then we stayed. What's cold in
0: Texas. It's, it's like 30s in, in the
1: morning. No, it's 30s oh, in the morning. Oh, oh, oh
0: that's mornings. What about, what about when you're handing out candy?
1: Handing out candy? It it was it was. Um, I think it was like 40, 50. We have a cold yeah, front. It was, it
0: was like 35 out here. We were we we're out there running around for an hour and a half. Bell, Bell was a trooper, so she had a good little time. We whole, I fucked up, Chris. I forgot to turn my light on when I left the house. I had a bucket of candy out on the porch. No trick-or-treaters came when it got pitch dark. I was like, fuck, oh. I wanted to get rid of all this candy. And it's, I had a whole bucket full of candy that I bought and I, all the candy she got. So, Luke, how are you doing with trick-or-treating? you hand out some candy this year?
2: No, I didn't. I kept porch light off all night and just chilled at home, so was not about passing my candy. So, I mean, I had a nice relaxing night.
0: Luke would have strapped his gun up and probably would have been like, yeah, no no yeah. one here. No.
2: Get, get, get I, I, I yeah, kept the lights I on at least feet, like stay away.
1: I, I at least bust three kids, you know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I bought candy with good intention, but got home. It was like around 6, 7, probably 7 o'clock last night. And I'm like, I'm not passing off fucking candy.
0: Yeah, the intention for you and Sydney to have the candy. So, let see what you're doing. Yeah, that's down. what
1: I was doing.
2: Well, Three,
0: boys, uh, there's a, a new tide this year for the picks, so let's get into it. Chris last week went 14-2. and two. Only had two losses last week, so damn. what? A, I'm what a coming back. Here. Back to
2: back weeks.
0: You are, man. You also uh, went. Only if you eight. kept in the app, though. Yeah, only if you kept in the Dude, app. Dude, I know. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> or if I would have it a score, but I still Sounds like got loot. it wrong. Luke had the same uh, similar situation earlier. He didn't keep his picks from the paper to the yeah. app. I, I think
2: I here. won the loss. F-
1: the yeah. fucking Falcons, bro.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll see if you pick them this week. But, Chris, you did I, I, go 8-7. i I'm, eight,
2: I'm picking se- against them.
0: Oh, we'll see, we'll see. You, Chris, you went 8-7-1 <laughs> this week against the spread. So, on the year, you're 73-49. and 49, You're catching back up. And then, for the spread, I yeah, still have some work to do. You're 53-66-3 on the year. Myself and about Luke,
2: 500.
0: Luke Yeah, you're you're getting there, you're getting close. Myself and Luke went eleven and five, so I still can't pick up a fucking game on him. And I went eight, seven, and one against the spread, so I'm seventy five and forty seven, uh, straight up against the spread sixty two, fifty seven, and three. Luke, you went eight and eight against the spread. You just don't get these ties that often. So but you're seventy nine and forty three on the year, straight up and against the spread sixty two, fifty nine and one. So just because of the ties, I have a better winning percentage uh, there. So a lot of ties. Ties is where ties help you out. And then Doc went nine and seven straight up, seven, eight, and one. He is now seventy five and forty seven with me and 61 58 and three. So Chris, we're all in the seventies. You're only six games back. You a lot of ball left. You have a chance. Keep chipping away.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you boys. I I don't know if this week's gonna be a good week or a bad week because there's a lot of games that can flip and go either fucking way.
0: Oh yes. And like Luke's game, that's going to be a game that that, that can go either way, in my opinion. That was the hardest game for me to pick, too. And I don't know if Matthew Stafford's playing. So the Rams-Packers game, of course, that's a fucking tough one for me to pick. But so same orders last week, Chris, myself, Luke. So back-to-back weeks where Chris goes first and Luke goes last. So But Luke is still leading, so he still has the in,
2: advantage man. at the
0: moment. He's got the percentage. But let's start off Thursday night. The rookie, Will Levis, is the starter. As the Tennessee Titans travel to the Steel City to face Kenny Pickett, breaking news yesterday, he is starting. So we get Kenny Pickett versus Will Levis. Chris, the Steelers are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, this week can go either way, and I think this is a perfect way to start it. This game could literally go any way. The Steelers play super hard at home. They're good. I think they're going to have to rely very heavily on their defense to win this game if they do win the game. Pickett's playing with that rib injury, so, I mean – how limited is he going to be in the passing game? I think Henry's actually going to have a really good game. The Steelers defense right now, 137 rushing yards per game, per yeah per game. So, I mean, they're giving up some rushing yards, and we saw Henry last week against the Steelers. I think that's going to open up Will Levis to have another amazing game over there with D Hop. So I'm, it's tough picking against the Steelers in the Berg, but I'm going to have to go with riding Will Levis and his Mayo coffee. I'm going Titans 23, Steelers 17.
0: Yeah, Chris, like you said, this is a game that I was looking at very uh, closely as well. It's just, it's one of those games where this could be a game where Pittsburgh gets back on track. But I liked what I saw with Will Levis last week too. And like you said, the Steelers defense, they're not the greatest. I know the points per game isn't that bad. Honestly, only 21 points a game. That's not the worst. Now the yards is uh, where they they do a lot of bending. So, I think this game, we're going to see Will Levis. We're going to see Derrick, uh, Derrick Henry and maybe a little DeAndre Hopkins once again. We'll see maybe this time he doesn't throw Joy Porter around like he was throwing Terrell around on his first touchdown. So, But I do think Will Levis, I think, is a big game here. He solidifies himself as the starter for the year, for the remainder of the year for the Titans. And like the show said, Will Levis is here to save the Titans. That was the, the title of our last show we just did. And I think he's the potential savior for this team. I'm going Titans 23-20 to 20 win by a field goal.
2: Yeah, I mean, th- this is honestly a coin flip game. goes either way. Steelers are always a tough team to beat. Like, it's very, very rare if Steelers go and get blown out by somebody. I mean, teams well coached by Mike Tomlin. Offense is not well coached by uh, Canada. So I think uh, we're going to see a heavy dose of Derrick Henry going against his defense. He'll probably get 20 plus carries and another 100 yards. And you know what that means? It's a Titans W. Derrick Henry has 100 yards. Is he so going to eat, eat a dub? He's going to eat a dub. So I'm gonna go Titans, twenty-three, uh, twenty-one.
0: Man, so we all got a close game. I, I, I hope Doc does pick Pittsburgh because it's that like where it's a close game. You either team go. I don't want to see all fours pick the same team because yeah, it's, it's tough. Like Pittsburgh just chance. lost.
2: Pittsburgh just lost at home last week, so I mean it's tough to see them lose at home two weeks in a row. But I just don't. I just like don't, I I just just don't trust.
1: Up. I just don't trust Kenny Pickett right now, especially injured. Yeah. Uh,
2: Seahawks just find a way to win games. Like, Mike Tomlin just figures it out somehow. They'll, Pickens, they'll get they get their, humbled. They'll, they'll be 8-8-1 eight and eight and one, at least.
0: Yeah, they won't have a losing record. So <laughs> they'll, they'll probably win nine games. Just, I don't think it starts or it's going to come here. But Pickens also got humbled last week too where he only had that one catch. It was a first touchdown. But, you know, he was talking a lot of shit to the Jaguars. And, you know, the Jaguars came out and they fucking shut his ass up. So yeah, And the Titans defense is honestly pretty good. After the game. Oh, yeah, they were. Titans defense is pretty good boys. So I think it's going to be a pretty decent Thursday night game. Honestly, I don't know. I'm thinking like a lot of fireworks with offense, but I think it's going to be an entertaining game at least. So
2: I hope so. We need, we need some good Thursday night games
0: next week. is going to be shit. So we need a good one this week. <laughs> so, yeah, but Sunday morning boys, you know, this is the, the start of the back-to-back weeks in Frankfurt, Germany, the first time ever in Frankfurt. I know last uh, year it was uh Ah, oh, forgot the where's the other big city out there in Germany? It was the, out there. And but anyways, the Miami Dolphins revenge game Tyreek Hill facing the Kansas City Chiefs who are one and a half point favorites. I think it's a tough uh spread here. I, I didn't know which way they were going to lean, but they're leaning towards the Kansas City Chiefs, Chris.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sad I'm going to miss the morning morning parts of NFL Sunday. Thanks to the army making us work on the weekends, but uh I mean, the the Chiefs uh, got a heart-wrenching loss against the Denver fucking Broncos last week, Mahomes' flu game. And then, um, I mean, the Dolphins still the Dolphins still haven't won a, a game against a team that has a winning record yet. But a little side fact, Chase Claypool finally got his first win since October 22. So round of applause for Chase Claypool. Nice. Yeah, I think I mean, I think this is like I don't know. I think Mahomes is going to get the offense back in action. I think the Chiefs defense is going to be able to contain the Dolphins a little bit. I mean, it's a Germany game like we said. It's going to I it could go either way. We'll continue the trend that this could go either way. But I do have Chiefs 30, Dolphins 26. 30-26, all right,
0: it's a close game, but yeah, like like you like you Chris, this is a a game that Could go either way, honestly. And like you said, the Dolphins haven't beat a team with a winning record yet. And this is a revenge game for Tyreek Hill. He just recently came out and said that, to Brandon Marshall that he never wanted to leave the Chiefs. His agent was just using the contract negotiations as bait. Now he did have three teams in mind, was obviously the Dolphins and Jets. But he went to the team. The Chiefs didn't want to spend that much money that he was asking for. But that might be some motivation for this game for him to go out there and have maybe like a 150-yard game. But like you said, the Chiefs coming off an upset – and Denver. I think this is a bounce back game for them. I think no flu. I'm not using that as an excuse, but Mahomes will be healthy. And potential Taylor Swift might be in attendance. You know, she's got a European tour out there coming up soon. So she might already be out there ready to go. See old Travis Kelson. um he has a good game. But I think the Chiefs defense is going to do pretty well containing Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. I'm not saying they're going to be shut down, but I do think that the Kansas City Chiefs will have a big game here. I think they'll win on a walk-off field goal by arguably the best kicker in football, Harrison Bucker. I'm going Kansas City Chiefs 27, Miami Dolphins 24.
2: So something you guys haven't mentioned yet was every uh, game across the pond, the early team won and covered the spread. So Miami's already out there in Germany. Kansas City's not leaving until tomorrow or Friday. So I'm going Miami. It's going to cover the spread. They went out early. They're used to the time zone. Uh, we don't know what Kansas City's going to be like coming out, having like two days to flip the schedule. So I'm going Miami uh, 31, Chiefs 28.
0: Still a close game, though. Still a close yeah, game.
2: They they cover the spread, though.
0: We cover this, well, I mean, if they win, they well, uh, yeah, if well, yeah. they win, the spread's already covered. So but <laughs> So eh, I think that's gonna be a great game, boys. It's a great way to wake up Sundays. Chris, I hope you can catch at least the tail end of it. It's man, it's gonna be a phenomenal game. I wish it was in Kansas City too to see what the love that Tyreek Hill would have got from the, the Chiefs Faithful. So yeah, yeah, but yeah, Germany got it. I don't think it would have got booed. I think they would have cheered him. Until well pre-game they would have cheered him. Obviously during the game they probably boo a little bit. <laughs> but all right, boys, Sunday, the normal time zone now. Starting with the one PM slot. The Minnesota Vikings, we announced already, Jaron Hall, no Kirk Cousins. They did trade for Josh Jobs, but Coach O'Connell has already said that Jaron Hall is the starter. We'll be traveling to the dirty ATL Atlanta to face Taylor Heineke, recently new announced starter. Thank God Arthur Smith finally made a correct call there, and the Falcons are four-and-a-half-point favorites at home, Chris.
1: Yeah, I mean, Ritter's going to be out. Heineke's back. Heineke looked like he was controlling the offense a lot better than Ritter. I mean, 12 for 21, 175 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he almost brought the Falcons back to win last week. So I think Heineke's definitely a better choice than Ritter. And then the Vikings starting their rookie Jaron Hall against one of the top defenses in the league right now. I think it's going to be an easy dub for the Falcons. Uh, Falcons 27, Vikings 13.
0: Wow, two touchdowns. I don't even have us covering the spread. I think it's actually going to be a pretty entertaining game. I think it's going to be close because we don't know what. I mean, like, so with CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, we, we played both rook, those top rookies. Yes, we played Will Levis too, but we knew like Bryce Young and we knew CJ Stroud just because they were highly talented in college. So there's a lot of definitely good game film there, especially with the talent they have. But with BYU, they don't have this superior talent like Alabama and Ohio State. So it's a lot harder to kind of read this rookie. And I think it is going to be hard to read them in the first half. The Falcons defense, I just looked it up. They're the sixth ranked defense in yards. Yes, we are giving up about 20 points a game now all those points because i said we don't give a lot of yards so a lot of the points are coming off turnovers i think heineke will limit the turnovers that desmond ritter was providing the other team i think heineke looked a lot better looked a lot confident giving the ball there if drake london's a good to go i think london will be heavily involved like he's been with ritter i think kyle pitts will be heavily involved Ha hodges and man jefferson's gonna be involved this running game's gonna get opened up again I, I think this is gonna be a good thing for Atlanta falcons i'm not saying we're gonna win the super bowl anything in week nine but I like what we're doing right now with t- Taylor Heineke. We do have one of the top defenses. Sucks that Grady Jarrett tore his ACL. Wish him a speedy recovery. But I'm going Falcons 24, Minnesota 20. I think it's still a close game, and Minnesota covers the spread.
1: I think real quick, uh, you were talking about C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. I mean, I think the big difference here is, like, those guys got offseason reps. They knew they were going to be the number one. They were at, able to rep out with the team. All off season and preseason everything. I mean, Jaron Hall hasn't started with the ones until what, what Monday, Tuesday, yes, whenever they much. did their first practice. So, I mean, this man is getting thrown into the blender against a, a tough defense,
0: a defense that's hungry too, especially after their worst performance of the the year against the uh, Tennessee Titans. So that's also oh, they're going to be a little he, pissed off. So
2: you can say the same thing with Will Levis. Like he didn't know he was a starter until that week. So but I think Will Levis is probably a better talent than Hall. Uh yeah, Vikings offense. Uh Kirk Cousins looked really good, but we don't we don't know this, this new guy is gonna look like. Falcons get defense. They're probably a little upset about getting fucking burnt last week uh by four touchdowns from Levis. I don't think Hall gets four touchdowns on the Falcons defense. Maybe one, maybe two at the most. Uh, Heineke is proven quarterback. Um, he's played well in shitty situations before on shitty teams and has played well. Uh, proven quarterback, he's played all different levels of the NFL and professional football, played what, arena two, I think, in XFL. Uh, so I, I like I like uh, Heineke to make the uh, smart calls, some, maybe some calculated risk plays in there too. So I'm going to go Falcons 21-17.
0: Also, we're not talking about it. It's a revenge game for Taylor Heineke. He started his career as a Minnesota Viking, so he's got a lot of revenge on his mind too.
2: I had had no clue he was even on the Vikings.
0: Yeah, I forgot. (laughs) I forgot he was on the Viking, and then Riz Love and me were talking today. He's like, you do realize Heineke started as a Viking. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He was like a practice squad guy. It wasn't like anything crazy, but, hey, he started as a Viking, so revenge game for him. But I think arguably game of the week, boys, the Seattle Seahawks coming off a – Kind of an ugly win, I think, against the Cleveland Browns. Top defense, though, in the league. Now they're traveling to Baltimore to face the Baltimore Ravens, who are 6-2, first place in the AFC North. The Ravens are six-point favorites, like Luke pointed out earlier. So, Chris, is the Vegas odds wrong here, or are you going Ravens?
1: No, I'm going Ravens here. I mean, the Ravens are coming off a little bit of a lackluster offense last week. They didn't play as good until their offense opened up in the fourth quarter. Seattle. I mean, Seattle. They are in first place, but I mean, every game you can watch. I mean, they're struggling. Geno. I mean, I think people are riding Geno off, and I. I know he's not riding back, but he probably should be riding back. But I do, I do think Lamar's going to be playing a lot better this week. So I have Ravens twenty seven, Seahawks eighteen.
2: Nice.
0: Yeah, this was a tough game, and for some reason, I I do think that the Ravens deep down are going to win, but. I am going a road upset here because Pete Carroll and the Seahawks, they love playing in the East coast time at that 1 PM slot. And I know a lot of West coast teams, they, they struggle. It's kind of like what Luke said about going to London. If you're, you know, a little jet lagged, I know it's only three hours, but still jet lag is a thing when you're, when you are going into a different time zone and the Seahawks don't usually have that problem. And I think that Gino's not going to prove me wrong as in like, he's back, but I do think he has a decent game. I think this might be not one of the worst games, but, the Ravens offense isn't going to capitalize in the situation of the Seahawks. They are getting Leonard and Williams there too. So that's a big key for addition for the Seahawks up front. I think that Lamar is going to struggle a little bit and still be in the game and make plays. But I think at the end of the game, the Seahawks win this game 24-20. But I could also flip it. But I'm going to go with the road upset here with the Seahawks. Battle of the Birds too.
2: Yeah, Mark, I disagree with you here. Um, Seahawks traveling across country – the 12 o'clock kickoff. I think it's a little more difficult than you're, you're saying it is. I get the Seahawks have played well. Uh, Gino has not played well all season, really. Uh, DK, they can't seem to get him going this season. Not the level he's supposed to be. Their wide receiver has been kind of hit or miss this year. Kenneth Walker looks good, but the Ravens also one of the top defenses against the run and the pass this season. So, I mean, Geno Smith struggled last week against a top defense, and he's going to struggle again against another top defense this week. And the Ravens' offense is going to be better than the Browns' offense. So they're going to get the job done in the bank. Uh, 31-21.
0: Man, I- I'm just excited to see this game. I-, I-, I think it's just going to be a phenomenal – I think it's going to be better than that the Lions and Ravens game that was so hyped up. But battle of first place. You know, the- if the Seahawks win this, they have a good little – um, advantage on the 49ers. So, in the Ravens, same thing. They have a big advantage on the rest of the AFC North. So, both teams have a lot to play for this week. And you mentioned the Browns, Luke. That's the next thing we're going to be picking up next is the Arizona Cardinals with their new quarterback. I is it, I forgot his name, honestly, already. It, it just slipped my mind. Toon. Yep, Clayton Toon. He's heading to the dog pound to face the Cleveland Browns. Still don't know who's fucking, oh, starting for the Browns this week, but... Browns are eight point favorites at home against the Cardinals.
2: Have they said Kyler's going to start or now? Kyler is, is most likely
0: of? going. Yeah, he's not playing, but they've already said most likely he's not him. But the reporters that are saying that his window closes after next week, so they're going to probably activate him against the Falcons next week.
1: Yeah, I mean Cannon. Cannon's fucking confusing. I don't know if he even knows what the Cardinals are doing. He wants to talk about he was benching Dobbs he wants the quarterback to be more competitive more competitive room and then they say that they're going to start Clayton Tune. like I get it Dobbs wasn't getting it done but I mean you want to be competitive I think Dobbs was your best choice but I mean they went they must know that Kyler Murray's coming back soon because they went ahead and traded Dobbs to at least get some draft picks the Browns defense played much better than they did week seven against the Colts so I, I think they're going to have a little bit of motivation on their end, and I think they're going to just dominate the Cardinals, honestly. The Browns are also a way better team than the dog pound, so I have Browns 30, Cardinals 17.
0: Yeah, and I think like so far my story of these underdogs is they cover the spread if they don't win, and I'm going to go – Cleveland 27 20. I think it's going to be maybe a backdoor cover, kind of what they did against the Ravens, where they kicked that field goal and they covered on the, you know, like a bullshit. I mean, they had to do it because they had to get two scores. But like you said, Chris, better in Cleveland, the Browns are in PJ Walker, Deshaun Watson. It doesn't matter. I think this defense is going to eat the Cardinals alive. I think the offense is going to do pretty well, actually. I think that the run game will get involved. I think Amari Cooper is going to have a decent game as well. The Cardinals, um, I don't know if, I don't think they know what they're doing this year. Right now, they currently have the first pick. Uh, via their own selves, but they still have Houston's pick later or in the middle of the draft. But I, I think that they're content on whatever happens, happens. Kyler will come back next week against the Falcons and he might be a one or two game done guy and he might sit for the year because uh, I don't think Kyler's going to play the full year. So, uh, but for this game, I'm going Browns
1: 27-20. And big thing is like, it's it like we've mentioned, it's at the Browns and it's it's cold up there. I mean, Ohio just got almost three inches of snow. Last night, and that that stadium's on a fucking lake. So then in, the indoor Cardinals are about to get their shit rocked. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think this question, this game's really even a question. Uh, it's going to be the Browns. The Browns defense, one of the top in the NFL. Like we've said, uh, the Browns defense is pretty much half of their offense at this point. Uh, Browns offense just can't get it going, they can't figure out the quarterback situation. Sean Watson, uh, probably not going to play again. Um, I, I think they're better off just rolling with uh, uh, Walker for, for the rest of the season. Anyways, he's playing somewhat okay football. I mean, good enough, though, for the Browns to keep winning the games. Uh, Cardinals, new quarterback. I think they're just trying to tank as – lose many games as they can before Kyler Murray comes back and tries to win games. So I think Cardinals are still going for that first overall pick. So Browns win.
0: Um, twenty four seventeen. So yeah, so another uh, cover the spread though. So, but yeah, um, let's move on here to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off a what's it two game skid now. Um, as they are host are traveling to Houston to face the Houston Texans, who came off a ugly loss following their bye week, fifteen thirteen to the Panthers. The Texans are three point favorites at home, Chris. So we have CJ Stroud versus Baker Mayfield.
1: Yeah, this is another one of those games that like my pick could literally change game day. I mean, the Bucks have lost three straight. They are coming off a little mini bye week from Thursday night. The offense, Baker, that offense is struggling, like I said. And the like you said, Mark, the Texans are definitely coming off an upset loss against the Panthers. I mean, that that's heartbreaking. The Texans defense though is is a little stingy. I mean, right now, the Bucs rank 28th in the league in red zone, so I mean, I think the red zone is going to be a big factor in this game is if Tampa can score when they get into the red zone, but I have the Texans, 24, Bucks 20, but like I said, I mean, it's one of those games that could fucking flip.
0: Yeah, this is a game that I was looking at too, Chris, and I'm like, man, I just don't know what to pick here. Tampa is, like you said, riding a three-game losing streak, and you know they need to kind of win this game if they want to stay afloat in the NFC South. I understand the South isn't like crazy good right now, but if the Saints win, the Falcons win, and they lose, you're just slowly falling apart. You're slowly falling back. Mm-hmm. And same thing with Houston. The AFC AFC South seems like it's the Jaguars, but the AFC Wild Card, they're still in the hunt, and they both need this game pretty bad. But I think I'm going to go Tampa here. I think that with um, Mike Evans having not that great of a game against the Bills, I think he kind of has a a big game as teams were trying to get him in the trade, but our trade market this past week, I think that Evans and I think Godwin are both going to have good games. And I think Baker's going to do pretty good. I need him to. He's in my dynasty league. But I think this defense also is going to confuse CJ Stroud a little bit. CJ Stroud didn't look that good against the Panthers last week. And I think it kind of maybe rolls into this week too. He kind of struggles in the beginning of the game. I'm going to go Bucks 24-20 over the Houston Texans.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know, I'm going to agree with you, Mark. I think this is the Bucks get right game. Uh, they they're in a little slump right now, but they're coming off the mini buy after a, a tough loss against the Bills. I mean, we all except me. I kind of I thought Bucks would play better against the Bills than they did, but I think they all the offense gets it right this week. Defense still looks pretty good overall. Not the best defense, but solid. I think the defense going to give CJ Stroud some problems. So I'm going to go Bucks. Uh, 21 seventeen close game and
0: the and the Bucks were a Hail Mary away from winning that game last week or at least kick an extra point to try win the game I mean a lot of pass interference that wasn't called and you know normally Hail Mary's I get it both sides of the ball they they do it, but this pass Hail Mary was one sided and the Bucs had a shot honestly even if Godwin yeah. just looks up and finds the ball he they, they win the game probably
1: yeah Godwin still could have won the game even with all that pass interference.
0: Yeah, I think he just lost lost the ball until like it was literally right on his shoulder pad, essentially. Yeah, so,
2: if he wasn't being tackled, maybe he would have had a shot. But
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I guess they don't always call defense pass interference. I mean, I guess NFL so they're inconsistent with these refs, honestly. But here that's we there. go. They are they are pretty bad. It's college too. It's not just the NFL. It's college as well. We I've been we have an Iowa buddy that still fucking gets pissed off about the Iowa Minnesota game. So
2: that, that but, one is fucked up.
0: That one was really bad. And he said his mom was in the attendance, and they said that they were reviewing it for out of bounds. And then all of a sudden they're calling it now for that fake fair catch. So it's like the refs didn't know what they are fucking talking about. But moving on to Chris's team, the New Orleans Saints, as they host the Chicago Bears. The the Saints are eight-and-a-half-point favorites at home in the Dome. Yeah, uh, Tyson Bajet once again, the starter, versus a hot Derek Carr this week. Chris, where are you leaning?
1: (laughs) Uh yeah, easily easily leaning towards the Saints here. I mean, like you said, Bajet played an absolute terrible game last week. I think the defense carried him against the Raiders where the turnovers, the pick six. I mean, he was able to sit back in the pocket, and be calm, do the checkdowns, and then last game the defense wasn't there for him. He actually had to make plays which turned into like two interceptions. So, I'm mean, Bears also coming off uh other road games I mean this is their second road game in a row so I think that's going to be big and then like you said the Saints car l- looked hot last week I think the offense is going to keep rolling Pete Carmichael he figured something out I still don't like him but I think Saints 28 Bears 13.
2: Pete Carmichael is gonna be good
1: enough to just keep his job it's probably dude probably <laughs>
0: But, yeah, Chris, I'm kind of with you on this one. I think that the Saints' offense is going to do pretty good against the Bears' defense. And the Bears' defense, our offense is going to have a little bit of struggling moments against the Saints' defense. One of the top defenses in the league, too. They're they're fifth in yards, and they're up there in points as well. Um, Points per game only up 19. So I think this is going to be a very one sided game here. I think the Saints win 31 20. Derek Carr stays hot. And Pete Carmichael looks like a genius once again.
1: (laughs) Rotate some hell on
2: Put him at quarterback because he will score some touchdowns, but yeah. I, I mean, this is this game's pretty easy to pick. It's gonna be Saints, all the way. Saints, more dominant defense, they actually have an offense that's somewhat competent. Uh, so Saints won't have to rely on their defense to win this game for them this week. So, easy game. Uh, cars getting, getting together over here. Uh, Saints offense clicking. Uh, AK is looking, looking pretty good. I mean, check down King is AK. Uh, so Saints, Saints gonna win twenty eight seventeen. Give them some. Chris,
0: if, if the Saints lose, you better burn some of your clothes because I know this is your, your Survivor pick for the week. It's so be a, if your it's team, be a if your team loses,
2: odd. Because Doc would not let you live <laughs> it down too. I don't even want to talk
0: about it. And that would cost you Survivor, which is eight hundred dollars on the line. This so. game,
2: this game will be in my multi view on Sunday. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna Whoa. miss I'm gonna miss a little bit of it, but I got it recorded.
0: Oh yeah, you get back to it. Chris, tough game here. This was one of the games talking to you about uh earlier. That's the Los Angeles Rams. Don't know if Stafford's playing. They do have Ripon and they do have John Wolford, who they signed off the Bucks practice squad, former Rams as well. And they're traveling to the Green Bay Packers to face the the Packers, essentially. Three point favorites for the home team, the Packers and the general manager. I'm sorry, the president of the team said that these last 10 games for Jordan Love are very important as they're evaluating his future as a Green Bay Packer. So where are you leading? As I guess this is the first of the 10 games that's very important for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is right now where the Packers stand, coming off four straight losses. This is going to be a huge game for the Packers, a must-win for Jordan Love. Big question right now is Stafford is dinged up with his finger is he going to play? Is it going to affect him? I mean, you see um, Justin Herbert out there with his little fucking finger cast out there, still throwing it. Um, don't get me wrong. Is Stafford's finger his throwing hand or his not throwing hand?
0: I I didn't I'm see. Not it sure that. I was looking. I was yeah. looking for that too, but they said it was a sprain. So
1: yeah, because I know Herbert's it's his not throwing hand. So yeah. I mean, but either way, I mean, it might affect him. It might not. And um second road game for the Rams right now coming off that dominant loss of the, from the Cowboys. I mean, they just looked like they didn't know what they were doing out there, but I, I've green Bay covering, but I have Rams 21 Packers 19. I think it's gonna be a close game. And this is another one of those following the trend of hey, this, this game could literally go either way.
0: What was your score game? sorry.
1: 21, 19.
0: And that was Rams. Yes. Yeah, this like to Chris, either way here. And um, I, I have voiced my hatred for Jordan Love this year after that Raiders debacle that cost me Survivor. I mean, sorry, it cost me my weekly picks that week for our app. And I'm going to swallow that fucking hate for this week, and I'm going to go Packers. It's just because I, I don't know what to think of the Rams right now. If Stafford plays, how good is the thumb? I mean, the Packers, their defense is pretty – they play pretty solid. They're not really like highly rated, but they're a pretty decent young squad, and I think that that's what's going to carry them to this win. I have the Packers twenty to sixteen. Uh, God, I I'm just nervous. To pick this game, but I'm going to go Packers.
1: Go pack, go.
2: Yeah, yeah. This is definitely not a game I'm going to have in my multi view on Sunday, just because it's <laughs> going to be a pretty pretty boring game overall. But uh, I'm leaning towards the Packers. I think it's going to mean more to the Packers. Uh, Jordan Love, I mean, his job's on the line here. Stafford, not so much. Uh, Packers are at home in Lambeau. It's going to be cold. Rams, uh, they play in the fucking dome or whatever you want open air, covered stadium, whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> in LA, so th- completely different climates for them. It might be snowing in Green Bay. I don't know. I haven't checked the weather. says it's going to be 45 there and cloudy, but – We'll see what happens in a in a few days when the weather changes. Um so I'm gonna go Packers twenty four twenty.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a fucking ugly ass game, honestly. I'm not excited to see it on my red zone screen if it pops up at all. I mean, unless it's a high highly like firework game, sure show it. But God, if it's not yeah. scoring any mini points, please keep it off my fucking screen. Scott Hansen. <laughs> but moving on boys, this is an interesting game. Cause some stuff broke out this week, uh, today for, for Mike Florio from pro football talk or yeah, Pro football talk. And this is the Washington commanders traveling to the new England Patriots. The commanders just gave up chase young to the 49ers. They seem like they love the 49ers. They've been giving everyone up to them and getting nothing really in return. And they gave up Montez sweat. So two stud pass rushers, they give him up to the bears and they're going to new England to face a three and a half point, um, Point favorite New England Patriots. And the rumors are in the offseason, owner Josh Harris is very, very interested in the trading for Bill Belichick, the head coach for the Patriots. So Chris, lead us off here. What are you thinking?
1: Yeah, no, I think this can going to be another terrible fucking game, honestly. I mean, two two terrible teams going back at it. The commanders are selling, like you said. I mean, the defense, the secondary was terrible. The great thing about their defense was the defensive line, and they got rid of the best two edge rushers that they had. So I think that's going to affect them big time. Um, the Patriots last week, I mean, they played pretty good against Miami. They held them. I know they played good against Miami. Something about Bill Belichick's defense being able to control those, those fast boys. But, um,. Like I said, two bad teams meeting. I'm going to take the home team here. Patriots 24, Commanders 16. Another could be another snowing game, like Luke said about the Packers. Yeah, but, com- and- but Washington's also cold, so that doesn't work in this one.
2: So Foxborough is like different s- though when it's cold.
0: It's colder, yeah, because it's it's more when north. It a so colder. well, it's saying 54 degrees and for game time weather with partly sunny. So yeah, I mean, but you
2: know, weather changes. Could, yeah, yeah weather tell changes.
1: me, so, tell me Sunday morning.
2: All right. Well, I, I check my I, weather app a lot, and sometimes it's raining I, the next day when it says it's not going to.
0: Sometimes yeah. it tells me it's raining outside, and there's no fucking rain where I'm at. So I mean, I mean so. But yeah, like you said, Chris, two bad teams. Um, I'm very interested. I'm actually very interested in this game. I want to see Sam Howe versus the Patriots defense. I want to see if the rumors are true. Maybe if the Patriots start to fall downhill. They'll trade, get rid of Ron, Ron Rivera, and they'll get Bill Belichick to come over there. I don't know how you can trade yourself. He is the general manager, so I don't know what's going to happen here. But I, I do think that the commanders gave up, like you said, to their the best uh, D linemen on there. They still have Jonathan Allen down there. Not a DN, end, but they have him out there. And I do think the commanders are going to play good here. I think they're going to win this game. I think the rogue team is going to upset the New England Patriots. I'm still not sold on the Patriots. I'm going to go commanders 23, Patriots 21. Sam Howell has a pretty decent game this week. Go, Commanders.
2: Yeah, uh, I disagree. I don't think this is going to be a very interesting game at all, Mark. So this is game that's not going to be in my uh, little multi-view. It's going to be the main one you watch. It's going to be the fucking... It's the shit versus the shit going on here. So I think the, the home shit beats the away shit. So I'm going to go Patriots uh, 20... Commanders seventeen, Commanders sold the best thing they had going on for their team, which was their two pass rushers on defense, and now they have nothing. And the Falcons missed out on the trade, like they could have had Sweat. Yeah, I heard something could've. ran on it, but you know the Falcons are too greedy. You know what? Could I, I, you have chase Could chase him too. He's, he's a third he, round pick. That's hey, hey he's he's only for fucking nothing. Well, we could.
0: We had no shot for him because the Niners and Commanders, their buddy buddies, they gave up Trent Williams. And they gave up. Now Chase Young, there's something mm-hmm. going on with those two teams. But Sweat, yes, we could have had. But you know what? Sweat already told the Bears he's no rush to sign a long-term deal. He wants to evaluate, or evaluate his options. So, haha, joke's on the Chicago Bears maybe. Maybe he doesn't sign, and he's a fucking free agent, and then we'll just get him in the offseason when we have to give up no picks. So, joke's on the oh, Bears. Or he doesn't want to
2: go to the Falcons. He may not want oh. to go to the Falcons either.
0: But that means we didn't give a pick so we didn't, we didn't waste it because we're not really a defensive end away. We're really, really a quarterback away. So, and Grady Jarrett, that that doesn't fill his role because that's a D tackle. He's a DN, So it's just, it's not the same. Like our interior is still a little shot, but yeah, we'll see. But moving on to these 4 p.m. games, two of the three of them are shit. So Luke, don't have two of these first we're going to do in the multi-view. Have the last one that we do. and and Just your main screen. Don't do a multi-view for this one. But we'll start off with the Indianapolis Colts coming off a, a loss to the Saints, traveling to Carolina, coming off their first win of the year against the Houston Texans. Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Charlotte.
1: Yeah, I think this is the biggest afternoon slot game that we have this week. (laughs) Um, All jokes aside, the Panthers, hey, they finally got into the win column. The Colts, they unfortunately have lost three straight. JT does seem like he's improving week to week. I know last week, I mean, he had had like a 50-yard burst, and then after that, he really didn't do much after that one but he does look like he's improving. and then. But I think the group of veterans for the Colts are going to overpower the Bryce Young. So I have Colts 24, Panthers 17.
0: Yeah, and the Colts are the worst scoring uh, defense in the league, and I think that changes. I mean, they'll still give a decent amount of points, but I don't think they'll be as high as what they are averaging. Like you said, Chris, Colts coming off a pretty big losing streak here. They're actually coming off a five-game losing sh- streak. So, really? yeah, it's been a while since they won. They lost to the Rams. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. No, four. I, I thought this would beat the Titans or lost the Titans. Yeah, you're right, four. But um, anyways, I think the Colts come here and they have a good game in Charlotte. I think Gardner Minshew, like you said, Jonathan Taylor having a phenomenal year. He's getting better and better each year or each game, I mean. And, and Josh Downs, this rookie from North Carolina, phenomenal rookie receiver. Not a lot of people are talking about him, but he's playing good ball. Michael Pittman's getting involved. And I think this defense will have a pretty good game compared to the normal standards. And I'm going to go, Annapolis Colts 30, Carolina Panthers 24.
2: Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know about this game. I think Gardner Mitchell's looking good. Colts overall, uh, solid team. JT's getting to go, uh, getting going. Uh, he's looking good. He looks better and better every week. Yeah, I mean, going against the top Saints defense against the rush, he still was able to put a Decent fantasy points for me and led me to another fantasy win. So I'm gonna go Colts 24 uh, 20.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be an uh, a shit show. And speaking of a shit show, the New York Giants, Daniel Jones has been cleared to return. He's he's probably back. Darren Waller has announced he's not playing for at least a couple weeks, so no Darren Waller, but Daniel Jones is back. We'll be traveling to Las Vegas to face the Raiders who just clean house. If you guys were sleeping, which most of you guys on the East Coast and Central Time were, when the Las Vegas Raiders decided to say, hey, Josh McDaniels, get the fuck out of here. The offense coordinator, get the fuck out of here. Jimmy G, sit the fuck down, dude. They're starting O'Connell, Aiden O'Connell from Purdue. So, Chris, lead us off here. What you thinking with this new interim coach, Antonio Pierce?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, big, big fucking twelve hours for the Raiders, like you said, Mark, fire the head coach, fire the OC, they fire the GM, they bench Jimmy G. I mean, they fucking cleaned house, which I think I think they needed, honestly. And now the next step for the Raiders is to somehow rekindle the relationship with Devontae Adams, do whatever the fuck you can to make him happy, draft a quarterback, trade for a quarterback, do something to get him happy because if not, he's he's about to leave Las Vegas, and w- like you said, what a shit show of a game that we have in an afternoon slot. The Giants coming off a game where they had negative nine passing yards. I don't know, I don't know how the fuck you do that in modern day NFL when it's a passing first league.
0: All the sacks, takes away the net. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But still, like to have negative nine yards. I mean, I think it was like an all-time fucking they almost broke the record for most punts in a game. It, it the Battle of New York was a shit show last week and it was embarrassing. And the Jets should be embarrassed too. But all anyways, I mean, Jordan or Jordan <laughs> fuck the Giants. They needed to win the East. Um whatever. Raiders 13 Giants so- 6.
0: He's so, fucking, <laughs> he's so fucking cluster. <laughs> yeah. He said Raiders what? I'm sorry.
1: Uh, Ra- Raiders 13, Giants 6.
0: Oh, my God. That's low. Damn.
1: Man. It's going to be another fucking – none of these teams are – they're shit. They shouldn't even play this game.
0: <laughs> Jesus, man. Oh, Flip uh, a fucking coin. So normally teams play pretty well for their interim coach. They come out with a lot of fire for them. They're playing for your coach. The guy They got thrown into the fire, we've seen it. Uh, time and time, you know, every single year. It's like we saw it last year with the Panthers when they fired Matt Rule and Wilkes became the coach. We saw it with Dan Campbell back in the day with the Dolphins, just another guy to name. And then we talked with the Raiders just a few years ago, the guy they should have fucking hired as the head coach that replaced John Gruden. He got fired, led them to the playoffs with their card. That's who they should have hired, but they came in for McDaniels. And I think that the Raiders are going to come out here with some fire. The, line, or the Giants have defensive line problems. We've seen it, and I think Max Crosby is going to come out and he's going to fucking eat. He's one of the best pass rushers in football, not talked about on a weekly basis because of where he plays. And I think the Giants are going to have a tough time stopping this pass rush. I think the offense is going to have a pretty good game. I think Adams and Myers are going to be involved. I have the Raiders 27, Giants 20.
2: Yeah, I mean, as long as O'Connell could be, like, a game manager and not fucking throw punts like Jimmy G does, uh, like – throwing up balls that are not even close to Devontae Adams. If he gets within Devontae Adams' catch catch radius, I think it should be a fairly easy game for the Raiders to win. They're probably going to be coming fired up. I mean, I don't think much of the team really liked McDaniels anyways. Uh, McDaniels made very poor decisions at the coach, as the head coach. So hopefully they come fired up. Their interim head coach seems like a fucking Raider, like diehard guy. He's like, let about how he's straight up from Compton, you know, NWA and all that shit. So, I mean, hopefully it comes fired up. team comes fired up. And uh, it's going to be a lackluster performance. I mean, it looks like Raiders are in full tank mode already anyways. So, might as well try to win some games and fuck over the, the next head coach that they hire. So, I'm going to go Raiders uh, 20, Giants 16.
0: And this would have been a good revenge game too if Darren Waller would have played against Mike, uh, Joshua Daniels who – literally trade him seemed like um it was because he didn't invite him to his wedding but I mean, it'd rich,
2: revenge from the sideline or revenge from the couch
0: mcdaniel's ain't there no more so he don't he probably doesn't give a shit yeah. That's, that was the problem he had was mcdaniel's so but Antonio pierce though like you mentioned him luke he is a dog he was if you don't remember he was from the giants defensive super bowl, or their super bowl against the patriots when they stopped tom Brady from going undefeated he was one of the best uh defense players on that team is a linebacker. So the man is a dog. We've seen him play football at a high level when he was a player. So man has respect from the league for sure. But moving on to the game that you should Luke have on your main screen TV for the 4 p.m. games, 3 p.m. for you. And that is America's team, the Dallas fucking Cowboys, traveling to the city of brotherly love to face the NFC reigning champion, Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are three-point favorites. The Cowboys coming off a high win over the Rams, and the Eagles coming off a good win as well last week against the Commanders. Julio Jones got in the end zone. He's on the 53 run roster again. Chris, who are you starting or who are you picking?
1: Yeah, honestly, I think this game probably should have been flexed to Sunday night. I know Bills and Bengals have their little storyline with Damar Hamlin, but those two teams aren't performing like they should have been when they were writing the script. So I think this game should have been flexed. But I I think, I think it's going to be a close game. And, like, um, these matchups recently haven't been close. The last eight matchups, the margin of victory has been over 16 points. So, I mean, usually it's been a blowout. But I think this one's going to be close. Jalen Hurts has been a little rather careless with the ball. And I think the Cowboys' defense is going to ball hawk him big time. Cowboys, like you said, Mark, offensively, which is big for them coming off a big win against the Rams. So I think the Cowboys are going to edge this one out. I have Cowboys 31, Eagles 29.
0: Man. So, yeah, big game, man. Like you said, it could have been arguably a Sunday night game, but there's a reason why. I mean, and both teams are still winning records, so there's no way they were going to flex it at all. And it's in Philly, and Dak has had a pretty good track record against the Eagles, but – This is a different Eagles team he faced early on in his career, and we've seen him struggle in Philly recently. I know last year he didn't get to play them in Philly. That was the Cooper Rush game. That was the last game that Cooper Rush started before Dak Prescott got back. And I think, God, this is such a good game, but I think the Eagles, man, they're just too explosive right now. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to guard A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, who's going to be on him, if it's Gilmore's going to travel, or if Bland, who three pick-sixes this year, he's doing pretty good is going to cover who? And, A.J. Brown, six games in a row, 125 plus yards. I think that streak goes to seven. I think he has a big game here. I think he's going to be a phenomenal receiver. He's arguably the best receiver in football. I know Tyreek Hill started off hot, but AJ Brown's right on his heels. He's catching up to him. So, and I don't think the defenses are going to just shut each other down. I think both teams are going to score. I'm interested like I said, Dak, what he does against the Eagles in a late four, it's going to be America's game of the week, probably on Fox. So, you know, that's going to be all eyes are on this. And I'm going to go Eagles 31 to 27. Home team wins. Fly, Eagles, fly. Fly, Philly, fly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. This, I mean, this is the coin toss game. I think that the Cowboys are feeling a lot better coming off of last week's win, uh, where they look like pretty dominant overall on both sides of the football for once. Usually it's been either the defense, usually the defense has been dominant over the other team, and the Cowboys' offense has just not lost some games. But I think. Dak's feeling good coming off a big game uh, last week. And Jalen Hurtsman, he's he threw up a lot of punts this year so to the other team. So he's been a little careless with the football. Uh, I mean, we're going to see some tush pushes this week. Uh, maybe a fake tush push again. So, I mean, you know, or a fumble one too. The... <laughs> yeah. Or a fumble. So, I mean, Cat... Eagles had it all. But I think Cowboys defense is better than Eagles defense. So I'm going to lead to a, a better defense with this one. I'm going to go. Cowboys twenty
0: eight, Eagles twenty four. Damn! Look, we picked a lot of games different. This is a week I could we could split. One of us can catch up, or one of us can keep pulling away from each other. But interesting what Doc picks here because Doc uh, he hates Philly, but he hates Dak Prescott. So, interest to see what side (laughs) he's going to lean on. When I get this text in the morning, but um, he has Doc on fantasy though. Well, he has Dak in his – he's got Jalen in his redraft, and he's got Dak in his dynasty. So he just wants a shootout. Shoot out he the wants game. A, Yeah, he wants a shootout, <laughs> as, as can be. Um, but moving on to Sunday Night Football, boys, and I, I think before the game there's going to be probably a big fucking presentation thanking, like, the Cincinnati hospital staff, the Bills trainers. You know, they're probably going to do something out there on the field. Um you know, we understand why. It's the Buffalo Bills traveling the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Bengals are two-point favorites. DeMar Hamlin, like I said, this was the last Monday night game last year. Championship weekend for fantasy football, and the game didn't happen. I mean, it started, but he died on the field. They brought him back to life, and he's back in the NFL. But the question is, does he play? They just got uh, Douglas from the Packers. So I don't know if Hamlin's going to be out there at all. But, Chris, who you leading here?
1: Did you say the Bills were two point favorites? I thought the Bengals were I thought
0: Bengals. Are, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bengals two point. Yeah, favorites. that's right.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, the Bills. I mean, they had a mini bye week, so I mean, that's kind of big for them. The Bengals offense is back to life. You know the NFL script. You know they write it to where the Joe has to suck for the first couple weeks and then he gets back on pace. So I think that's going to be a big factor in this game. I think even though the Bills win over Tampa, I don't think that was a big win. Josh Allen still, I thought, played not just Josh Allen, but I think the offense played poorly still. It just doesn't look like they have a connection out there going. They did sign playoff Lenny to the practice squad. I'm excited to see when uh when he'll actually be activated. But I I have Bengals thirty one, Bills twenty eight. I think it's gonna be a close game. Hopefully this yeah. game doesn't end after one touchdown.
0: Well, I, I hope not neither. I mean, I have my – I mean, I'm not mad the game ended. I understand why it ended, that was championship weekend. I was in the first-place game. Christian, third place game. you in the third-place game. I would have won that game. To, you, and I had a chance to win the league, and unfortunately things happened. You know, it was bigger than <laughs> us. It was bigger than football, but – they, they had a chance to play each other in the AFC divisional round, and the Bengals took them apart. They won 27-20. to 20. It wasn't a close game at all. The, it was probably Joe Burrow's best game ever in the playoffs. I know he's had some questionable wins, but that was probably his best win in the playoffs. And I think the Bills are coming in here with a little bit of revenge. I think that this is going to be a big game for Josh Allen's offense. I expect Stephon Diggs to have a hell of a game, and I think Gabe Davis, sprinkle him in there as well, a UCF boy. So, go Knights. I, yeah, go Knights there. And I, I think that Josh Allen, like I said, is going to have a big game. I think this defense is going to play better against the Bengals than they did last year. And, yeah, you're right. Joe Burrow might be back, but this isn't the NFC West. His only four wins have come against the NFC West. So until he proves that and beats somebody else, I'm not picking him. I'm going to go Bills, 27 to 24, road underdogs prevail.
2: Yeah, I like where your head's at, Mark. Uh, I think the Bills are going to be playing more. For more in this game, they're playing for Mar Hamlin, whether he's suited up for this game or not, if he plays or not. I think he's only played a few games so far this season. Uh, but it's, It means more for the Bills, I think. They want this win for him. Uh, Bills offense, they are, they've been hit or miss this season, either they're hot or not. I think they come out hot this this game. They're going to try to light up the Bengals defense, which has not been too difficult for other teams to do this season. And I think uh, uh what uh, Vaughn Vaughn Miller is going to have a big game going after uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow's, they think everybody's saying saying he's back because he had what one good game. Uh, I mean, his good games are only to Jamar Chase. So Bills locked down Jamar Chase. They lock down the Bengals' offense. Bills win
0: uh, 28-21. At least it's a good Sunday night game in our eyes. So all eyes will be in Cincinnati. I think, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. This might be one of the best games of the year, I think. So both teams playing for that playoff aspirations as well. And moving on to Monday Night Football, a game that probably would have been heavily talked about if Aaron Rodgers was playing this year. This would have been a game that the Jets would have gone 8-0. The New York Jets are hosting the Los Angeles Chargers, who are 3-4, and four, coming off a hell of a win on Sunday night against the <laughs> Chicago Bears. But uh, the Jets are, like I said, 3.5-point favorites at home. Chris, where are you leading
1: yeah, I mean, Saul some t- somehow has the Jets at 4-3 and three right now. I don't. It's all that defense. The defense is holding them. So, I mean, if Justin Herbert can put some points up, I don't think Zach Wilson's going to be able to match their offense. I think Chargers seem to ride things out against the Bears. I know it was the Bears, but, I mean, if it takes a bad team to start getting some rhythm in it, then that's what it takes. The Jets' offense absolutely looked terrible in New York last week. So, I – can't pick and I know Charger I know th- I think this is gonna be a close game and I know Chargers are very bad at blowing close games but I think they're gonna win here I've Chargers 21 Jets 17
0: like you Chris I think it's gonna be a close game this defense with the Jets keeps them in the games besides the Cowboys game it's the only game they haven't been in um from start to finish in I, I just have question marks though, with Zach Wilson. I, I, you know, and if you watched the film last week, he actually didn't play horrible. I know they only scored 13 points in a win, but he didn't play horrible, actually. He was making key plays when it was needed. The final drive was phenomenal. And, yeah, ball he got, got P.I. on in overtime. So he did what he had to do to beat the Giants. It wasn't a pretty win, but, hey, it's a win. And the Chargers, man, I still don't know what to think with it. Justin Herbert is one of the more talented losing quarterbacks in the NFL's history. He's so gifted. He's got the raw ability, but he honestly sucks in clutch moments. I don't care what you say, he's not a clutch quarterback. And I, I don't think this is going to be a clutch game nonetheless, but I do think that the Chargers win 23-17. But uh, you are start looking at fucking Justin Herbert. He better get his ass fucking out or his head out of his ass. You just start fucking getting together and getting these Chargers back in the playoff hunt because it's just a joke that they're 3-4 and four right now. But bring Jim Harbaugh yep. in. <laughs>
2: Hey Jim Horkle, he could be turn there him, next season.
0: Could turn him around. All
2: right, that, I mean that that'd be a pretty uh, pretty intriguing job opportunity. You got a quarterback's already signed. I think I think Justin Herbert just needs some coaching. To get him right. Uh, okay, maybe coaching from a cheater. Hey, if you ain't cheating, you try, ain't trying. And allegedly, Michigan's Michigan's still undefeated. <laughs>
0: And they're number three somehow. That's I, I, kind of bullshit. You still have we'll to go out there tomorrow.
2: and perform. Yeah, you still have to perform, and they're performing. Yeah, they are so, performing. He'll, he'll go win his national championship this year. He'll leave Michigan, then he'll go grab one of these uh, these teams to fire a coach, and I think the Chargers might be one of those teams that he could be going to. Nice, he can live nice life in L.A. with his big time quarterback. But yeah, uh, for this game, I'm. I think the better quarterback wins this game. It's going to be Justin Herbert. Uh, Defenses go for the Jets. Chargers defense is, I don't know, a lot of big names, not a lot of production. But hopefully get somewhat of a shootout. And Justin Herbert put some big fantasy points for me this week because i got a few players on bye and I'm trying to stay, remain undefeated, which may not happen this week for me, but still, still two games ahead from second place. So I'm going to go Chargers. Twenty
0: eight, uh, Jets twenty. Yeah, Luke, it's uh, I do think you're gonna get your second win in dynasty too. I was talking to old Rizzy Bud, and um, he's content. To yet. He he his projected points are like forty plus right now.
2: <laughs> let's <Jesus>. let's ride. <laughs> he's
0: uh he's a he's officially putting his worst players in, and I tried to explain to him like you do realize the worst record doesn't get the number one pick. It's a lottery style. And he's like, Oh, I fucking forgot. And I was like, so you and Luke can both be last place or the worst two. And then you never know. I mean, shit. The six, worst team can get it. So it's all about the, the ping pong balls or bingo balls, whichever ones we use. So, but yeah, Luke, you might get your second win in uh, dynasty this week.
2: Oh, let's go. Let's ride. Comeback season. Yeah. You, you guys aren't letting me tank.
0: Do what he does. He, he said he said if you do the same shit, he's just taking everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man. Big week for football games this week. I think the the primetime games are pretty entertaining. Maybe not Monday night, but I'm still interested to see what Zach Wilson does against the Chargers. And, you know, Seahawks, Ravens, Cowboys, Eagles. Chris, your survivor. It's, all, it's literally in your fucking team's hand this week, too.
1: It is. Nervous because I'd be t- I'd be heartbroken because the Saints lost to the Bears. <laughs> and I'd also be heartbroken because I lost Survivor. So
0: that would be heartbroken, man.
2: Man, made it made it so far to lose.
0: Yeah, we're at Week Nine and we still have five people left in Survivor. So it's uh it's getting down. It's getting close. So. It, yeah,
2: it's me. Pickings gotta be real tough now for Survivor.
0: Oh, and it's it. starting to get yeah, it's starting to get tough.
1: I, Especially a few. I have preliminary picks picked out to like week fourteen right now, so.
0: And those are probably confident fourteen picks, ne- or week fourteen <laughs> picks. Neither. Like I was I looking mean, at it, like if the, if you didn't pick the Eagles already and you thought you could save them, that sucks for you because they have a Gotland coming up. So, you're starting to trust some of these teams that maybe are like five hundred, just barely better. Yep. But yeah, I I can't wait to see who wins it. Like I said, I think after about week eleven or twelve, it's going to be picking the nitty and gritty. So. But boys, good luck to your teams this week. Luke, good luck to the Ravens, man. You yeah. know, good luck to the nice, the old the old birds because you're playing the other birds out there on the West Coast.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think your teams need too much luck. Uh it should be easy wins for you guys. So it should be a stress free weekend. No, at least for NFL still. football. At least for NFL. No, no. college, college would be different for you guys.
0: I'll be stressing still for the NFL. It's just it's the Falcons. I said it's a lot of false hope from from my history of being a fan.
2: Not as stressful though. <laughs>
0: i uh, wish
1: the viewers yeah, people, could see i wish the viewers could see the text thread <laughs> dropping fuck yeah, yeah, bombs I, and then here we go we're we're coming back and then reverse, <laughs> yeah.
0: reverse psychology it's like hey i gotta say we're not gonna win so we get we get back in the game like i said but i said i even said mm-hmm. here's the fucking false hope here's where it starts we have a shot and you then quit, fucking quit, quit on the
2: falcons at halftime
0: just told me it, I mean, it <laughs> was a, it was a pretty bad first half so i mean and it, it if I would have known that Heineken he was coming in, I would have been all all fine. But when he came back in, when he came in, I was like, all right, we might have a shot now. It's only 14-3. <laughs> Texas, though, a little nervous because Murphy's probably still playing Gets Kansas State, and Kansas State's playing for the Big 12 as well. So we have we're going to talk some good college tomorrow. We have a lot of college to talk tomorrow with his new rankings. So but yeah, so we'll have some college tomorrow. Chris, big game for the Tigers. Preview that right now. Preview uh old Bama versus Tigers. That's what we're probably. Second thing we talk about tomorrow.
1: Yep, big, big yep. game, big game with them.
0: <laughs> yeah, huge I, game with them.
1: Going to be yeah, a C- fucking shootout.
2: Seasons, seasons on the line for Bama.
0: Seasons on seasons the line on... for both of us. Yeah, I, I still, <laughs> just real quick, I still think it's a little hard. Just talking to another SEC guy in my office. Um, I think he's a Georgia fan, Chris, but he no, even said the same no, thing. He's not going to agree with that. No, he said it's very hard if LSU does win out still from the get. There just because of the whole history since 2014, two lost teams just typically don't. I mean, well, they never, they've never gone in. So LSU needs some of these conferences to blow up, and they need to win out. So they, they need some help from two other conferences, essentially.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would suck not if we do win out and we win the SEC championship. It would definitely suck to not make the playoffs. But I mean, it would still be a huge win for Brian Kelly and the organization to at least make
0: it that far.
2: And you, Chris, knocking Chris out Middle Georgia State fan this week.
0: Well, it's not even just K State, so then yeah, he would need he, he Texas. Would, Well, he would need OU to lose again. He would need he would need Oregon to. So that's the hard part. Is the Pac twelve is if Oregon loses to Washington, I mean, if Oregon beats Washington, how high do you still put LSU over Washington if they're one loss? So. It's one of those situations where they would need Oregon to lose, and then they would need to beat Georgia and Florida State or the Big Ten to beat each other up. So it's a lot to happen for LSU, honestly. It's that situation if you have two losses. Next year, though, you'll see some two-loss teams in the playoffs. You, you will. But Conversation for tomorrow, minutes. boys. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be a good good college talk. Hopefully Doc's on there to some talk some college, and I know it's his favorite. But, boys, big show. Can't wait to talk to you guys tomorrow. Luke, great having you here. Chris, great having you here as Thanks. well. Shout out to you, Doc. This is All About the Balls podcast, and we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sackhouse. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sackhouse.